Hello and welcome back Boneheads, this is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, on today's episode, episode 6, we're going to be talking about teaching new players Blood Bowl, we're going to be talking about Order United, the good guy version of Chaos Pact, and the usual games, hobby and star players. Okay, brilliant. Right, over to news. Rich, what have you got for us this week? A lot. We've got a lot. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go through uh, uh, a few bits and pieces. Um, there's a couple of bits on Kickstarter. There's some very exciting news that we've got an exclusive on that obviously we're going to chat about in a little bit more detail. And um, there's a few tournaments coming up that we're going to discuss and, and go through there and give you guys a nudge to hopefully go and attend. So we'll start with Kickstarters. There's a couple out at the moment. The first one that I came across was Willy Miniatures. They are doing a second version of their Chaos team, so they're calling it Chaos 2.0. Okay, so I'm just going to get this up on the screen. Willy Miniatures Chaos Team 2.0. That's the one. So what they're doing is they, they created the team um, just in metal um, a short while ago, a couple of years back, I think. They're now producing it in resin. So they are also producing um, three new beastmen, which have mutations. Um, new star players and new staff, along with the original sort of 15 minis they did for Chaos Warriors and Chaos Beastmen and a, uh, a Minotaur. What they're doing now is obviously updating things, moving things along a little bit, looking at what people are actually wanting, I suppose, and it's Chaos and people want to, to want a few mutations, they want an extra arm, a leg, a tentacle and, and things like that. Plus, I think they're trying to ride the train a little bit with, with Games Workshop's release. The, the Chaos team obviously has come out fairly recently. Now these are really nice models. They're beautiful. So they're not new sculpts, they're just re- they're casting their old stuff in resin. They're, apart from three Beastmen with mutations. They, which look really good. Yeah, they do look really, really good. So these the other guys, the star player guys, are they yeah. new as well? They're or new they? as well. So star players are new and uh, the coaches slash cheerleaders are new. There's a female Beastman as well in there, which is a nice bit of a change. I think one female Beastman in amongst a, a load of male Beastmen is a little bit Odd. You might want to get a couple. Get a couple um, to Chaos That's good. They're great sculpts. They are yeah, really good beautiful. sculpts. So you can get the entire team by itself for fifty-five euros. So that's four warriors, ten beastmen, including the um, the, the mutated ones, and a minor tool, and all unlocked free stretch goals, as is a almost a standard yeah. going through. You can spend an extra thirty euros and get their deluxe. So it comes with a carry case with foam inserts, dugouts, tokens, balls, pitch. That um, pitch is nice. I think I saw that picture at the tournament we went to. Yeah, it was actually, wasn't yeah, it? Someone yeah. had it. Yeah, really nice pitch. So, yeah, really sort of smart. It, it looks good. The the stretch goals they've got at the moment, I mentioned a couple already as part of the deluxe. So they've got um, tokens, balls. They're doing dice. They're also, I know a lot of people do the, the block dice as a stretch goal. Yeah. These guys are doing D6, D8 and D16s as well. So the whole hit the and whole, whole lot, which is nice to see. I'm going to put some skill rings in and the dice bag. That is a huge amount of loot. Yes, massive. They have surpassed their, their target about fourfold. Whoa. They've only got a couple of three days left. So by the time this comes out, I think it will be its last day. But it's it's pretty good, to be honest. They're nearly at £10,000 out of a target of 2000 Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I can definitely see why. These models are great. But I don't know, I'm sure you're going to get to it but if you look at some of the star players they've got a, they've got a chaos toad in there they have got a chaos toad which is brilliant because one of the new chaos star players in the spike yeah was the toad chap it was indeed which is awesome yeah it's, it's brilliant it's nice to see it um i don't know how much how often it would be used but i don't know whether that was great foresight or some speedy sculpting yeah but it's a good looking good looking mini 
and it fits well with everything else. And it's just, to be fair, they're just riding a train. Yeah, no, that's why not? Brilliant. Why not? They, they've they know what they're doing. They've released four or five teams prior to this, Wood Elvis and amongst others, which you can get at a discount as well. I think if you buy at the same time as you, this Kickstarter, you can, you can indeed. Um, as well as the deluxe box. So if you got the team, but didn't get the deluxe last time, you got the option to buy the deluxe box to get the pictures and everything else for your chosen team from before. For money, fifty five euros if you're just getting the team. Fairly good. Fairly good. However. The star players and staff aren't part of the stretch goals. They are add-ons. Yeah, but the value is really good. Oh, I yeah. mean, seven euros for that frog guy. Mm. Uh, they've got a clearly not Scylla Chaos Spawn for, <laughs> for 15 euros. I mean, it's still lots cheaper than the Forge World models, and they are probably just as good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Possibly more so. 75mm Chaos Warrior must be huge as well. The bust. I like the bust that they've got. Yeah, that's quite cool. Well. The Beastman bust. Something a bit different. You don't see many busts. No, this is this is really high quality. Mm. But to be fair, you wouldn't expect much less from Willys. They've got a good reputation. Yeah, that's very well. But it's nice to see that they're still succeeding. Oh, brilliant. Right, yeah. what else we got? Star Player Miniatures. They are releasing a human team called Lions of Fire. Almost at their stretch goal. They're about three quarters of the way through with another two weeks to go. I love these. Right, for- just got them. Human team for fantasy football, Lions of Fire. That's the one. Now, I love them for one very big reason. is They look like that they've come from the world of Warcraft and they're the Alliance <laughs> team in a, in a game of American football. They look fantastic. They've got, they're at 3,000 out of 3,500 target and they've got 13 days to go. Loads of time. Yeah. 50 quid gets you 15 humans in metal. They're only doing it in metal and all unlocked free stretch goals. So you're looking at blitzers, throwers, catchers, and linemen. They are very dynamic. Blitzer who's like kicking neo style. That's quite cool. <laughs> yeah. So there's um there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of um, different poses in there. There's a lot going on with them. They don't. None of them look similar to the others. Where some will just change their pose a little bit. These guys are yeah uh, completely different to each other. Even the catchers are all very different people. Yeah. So for an extra ten euros, you get the ogre. The ogre looks like an absolute beast. Oh, that is a yeah. He's cute. Yeah. He's, he's what you'd expect from an ogre. He looks feral. He is huge, and his face is almost exactly like the old Morgenthorg. Yeah, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That, is, that is brilliant. But yeah, me, are fantastic. Really dynamic, really fun. The stretch goals, um, there's ball, there's markers, there's a kicker mini, which I particularly like. Reminds me of Justin Tucker from the Ravens. Smashing it. Really nice little one. Uh, there's a coach, apothecary, <laughs> cheerleader, wizard. They've also got star players as add-ons available too. So there's a Griff star player. There seems to be two Zara models. I can't work out whether one is supposed to be someone else, but the the second of the two down on that, that listing is definitely a Zara. Okay, so I thought this team had a Gladiator look. Lion, the Gladiator star player, is literally Maximus from Gladiator. <laughs> he really and is. that is awesome. <laughs> he really is. They've got a Helmet Wolf. On there, the chainsaw is just beautiful on that. That guy looks like Wolverine. Yep. Um, they've got a Mighty Zug, a Morgan Thorg, and my particular favourite... Uh, Vin Diesel. They've got a Puggy Bacon Breath. Braveheart. Yes. That is A halfling knight, like <laughs> effectively. A, that is amazing. Six euros, bargain. Yeah. I'll have a team, isn't it? I would love these. I don't have the spare cash for them, and it's gutting, because I would buy them in a heartbeat if so I had to spend money. the team is how much? 50 euros for just the humans, 60 euros for the ogre, with the, the humans and the ogre, should I say. The ogre is 12 euros. Mm. That is an absolute bargain. It's just fantastic. I might have to just pick up a couple of these guys because they look brilliant. Mm. 
Which I, I wish I could get the team. Big M, that Morgan Borg is huge. Mohican on him is beautiful. He looks like a massive Goliath from Necromunda. <laughs> it's oh, just... 13 euros, that is an absolute bargain. Yeah, you could get a really nice team with add-ons for, what, 80 quid? Well, <clears throat> I'm just interested in the add-ons. Like, I've got two human teams. But the add-ons, I mean, for like 30 quid, you get two ogres and a couple of brilliant star players. I mean, just for collectors. I mean, you don't have to back the team, do you? You can just select add-ons only. Yeah. Just picking up a couple of these models to top up, it will be cheaper than Forge World, I think. And give oh, me something really so. different. 100%. No, I actually really recommend this, looking at this team. If, even if you've got a full human team already, the star players look like they'd fit in with the Games Workshop team. To be the fair, value is amazing. You could probably run them as Bretonian as well. Because of the way the armour is on. Yeah. It's not a million miles away. You'd have to, to make a couple of them a bit more obvious as to who they are. But nah, they look too cool to be Bretonians. They really are too cool. They're in your face. Some yeah. of them are helmeted, some of them aren't. The the ogre looks like it's going to rip your head off. Both those ogres are amazing. Yeah. I might have to try and find the money. I know I haven't got it. I might have to try and find the money. I'll be gutted if I miss out on that, I think. Yeah, no, this is beautiful. Really, yeah, 100%. Okay. So that is the human team fantasy football Lions of Fire. Anything more? We've got our exclusive. This I one feel that we should echo this is very exciting. <laughs> so we a little bit of background. We our bow and pod miniature that we've got was um, sculpted by uh, uh, one company, Bears Head Miniatures, and was casted by another. Now the guy that casted uh, our our own miniature is having his own Kickstarter with some undead goblins just in time for Halloween. His expectation and the costing on this is just incredible. He's looking to raise just 250 quid, just to be able to cover casting costs. That's it. He's not looking to make a massive amount of profit out of this. He literally just wants to make people happy. <laughs> so, as we know how much it costs to get a model sculpted and produced, that is yeah. incredibly low budget. Massively low budget. And he was good enough to send us some samples. And these are fantastic. Brilliant. They're just they're so fun. So basically, the, the goblins that he's done, there's a, a variety. So we've got undead goblins that are skeletons. So you've got like skeleton goblins. Almost look like little halfling type things. Well, that's how I intend to run mine. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a flesh golem, which is a which has a goblin look. Not the same height. He's bigger to, to allow for the flesh golem. There's a werewolf goblin. The tiny werewolf is tiny werewolf. It's my personal favourite out of them all. They're star players if you're running it as a goblin team. We've, he's given us a chainsaw and a doom diver. The detail on the doom diver is something else. The doom diver looks a lot like the old Warhammer Fantasy guy. It's just it's brilliantly done. Brilliant. So they're kind of they're all this is obviously a stunty team. So they are goblin height and they are a little on the cartoony side, but it fits the aesthetics so well. It really does, and the 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 way it's been painted that it's on the the Kickstarter itself. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, 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 yeah, you it's couldn't ask for anything more. perfect. So he's, he's, there's a couple of options with it. Team one is 12 goblins in metal. Okay. And two trolls oh, in perfect. metal. perfect. Absolutely perfect. So you've got your, your basic team. Yeah, you've got yeah, basic already. goblins covered. And the team two is eight goblins, one werewolf, one flesh golem, and two ghouls, um, all in metal as well. So you've got one goblin team. Or a the necromantic basic of a necromantic team. Yeah, which you can upgrade as well. Which you can upgrade as well. So there's the, the add-ons for... Um, you've got secret weapons add-ons. Yep. For the goblins, um, a chainsaw, a ball and chain, doom diver and a bomber. 
12 quid for the four of them. That's perfect. Um, and then a werewolf and a golem to, to bolster up your necromantic. Which covers all the necromantic team. Which is £8. And if you want a couple of extra ghouls, it's another 8 quid on top of that. That's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. And No, these are these are fantastic. They are they are cartoony and they look brilliant. They're just such good fun. But they're not... There's quality in them. No, they're, they're brilliantly done. They're they so, are so absolutely well done. brilliantly done. And he's got some stretch ghouls. Not stretch goals, <laughs> stretch ghouls. Which tickled me. The first one, if he reaches £1,000, um, for every team, he'll chuck in two zombies. What's that? That goes on to undead? Yeah. You can start building your undead team um, using that. If he gets to £1,500, he'll do dwarf mummies. Undead, dwarven mummies. Um, I really hope we get to that, that level. They're not free. They will be add-ons. But, again... Yeah, £8 for a set I mean that's, <laughs> that's the, awesome the money's insane if he gets two grand he'll create a he'll create the option Ooh. for a Kemri team Kemri team 12 so, line goblins and four mummies and then if he gets to two and a half there'll be the option of six goblins two mummies two ghouls and four zombies so uh, undead split undead split that is brilliant um, and again those two teams will be at 30 quid I am 110% backing it. Yeah, absolutely. Not because we know him and he's done good things for us. We've seen the models now. They're, they're brilliant. Yeah, they're perfect. So, so good. So between me and Ben, we're, we're a quarter of the way to a stretch goal already. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, you need to look at it. You really do need to look at it. You can get add-ons for, for the linemen as well. If you want an extra six go- uh, goblins, it's 12 quid. I just... Where can you get a model for two quid nowadays? It's just, and it's original. There's nothing else like it out there. Or oh, you get two random linemen for £5. Yeah. Two random, you might as well get the six. <laughs> the six for a 12, Absolutely. wouldn't you? Right, guys, go go look that up. I'll put the link in the show notes. Undead Goblins Fantasy Football Team 28mm by Macrocosm. But that's it for Kickstarters and models. So the next bit is just general news. I put a call out a couple of days ago saying, tell us what you got. Tournaments, anything else. Kickstarters. It wasn't anything new on the Kickstarters, unfortunately. However, if you do have anything, tell us. We'd love to be able to put it out. Always, always let us know. We can't promise that we'll say everything and we'll talk about everything, but we want to just cultivate the community in every way. So if you've got something coming up, something cool, give us the information. Try and give us links wherever possible because it makes it easier for us to put it in the show notes that way. Um, but just, yeah, just get us stuff. We want to help everybody find more Blood Bowl. Yeah, completely, completely. And we're happy to put out. I'm, I'm, we're doing a bit more on social media at the moment. We're trying to do a bit more with you guys. And we're, we're in a couple of Facebook groups. I'm on Reddit at the moment, going through bits and pieces as well. And if we can get your name out there doing something, then great. If you can tell us what's going on or what's coming up, we can plan it in advance and, and we'll assist in any way we can. We really will. Like we said, more Blood Bowl is more better. More Blood Bowl is more better. Mm-hmm. So, tournaments and shout-outs and things like that. We have a shout-out. A shout-out. We're getting big, Ben. We're getting a shout-out. <laughs> um, so, at the moment, we have um, we mentioned a little while ago regards to a BB7s tournament in Cheltenham. A guy called Alistair is, um, is running it. Um, it's called the Seven Card Brag. All attendees are getting a, a set of seven special play cards. So, he's had them made. They look like the special play cards from Blood Bowl. Brilliant. That's so he's cool. got his own back on them, his own rules on the front. Yeah. And each of these seven cards is a coach who has been successful during this year. What, from during the their tournaments? Oh, that's <coughs> brilliant. So there's a watermark on the back of the front card, yeah. on the back of the front, and there's a watermark on the front of the card behind the text. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah, gotcha. Which is an image of the person who it's based on. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So 
really personal, really good fun, and everybody gets them to go there. So when you get there, you take them home, do what you like with them. That's pretty good. Um, so that's coming up very soon, November, a couple of weeks away, I think. But yeah, if you're free and you're in the area, get down there, have a chance in, see what's going on. We've got an international tournament, a couple of international tournaments to mention. One is in Sofia, Bulgaria, oh, on the 10th of November. So if you happen to be on holiday in the area, or if you are living out that way, there's a tournament called Melonfield Bowl, run by a chap called, I think it's Dayan, D-E-Y-A-N. If that's not how you say my name, I am so sorry. Um, I'm not too good when it comes to start talking about um, uh, I think that's a pretty good attempt. He's got six going so far, but he wants more. Oh, more, yeah, more, 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 more. More the merrier. More Blood Bowl, more good. We've got Nuffleween um, 7 at Wizards Asylum in Norman, Oklahoma. I was going to say, I've heard of this one, so I'm not surprised it's number 7. <laughs> it's, it's a new one to me, but um, I was poked across by one of the guys from both down. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, hello. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know about it, and uh, hopefully we can get a couple more down to you guys. There's some special rules on it. So they've got a special... Uh, they've got a Special, special kickoff table. Oh, it's a special kickoff table. Special kickoff table, which has special weather results. Oh, I see. That's brilliant. I oh, saw yeah. the weather stuff. I know you showed me the weather stuff. I just wondered. So yeah, so that's that's a bit of fun as well. A lot going on over there. There is also River City Dungeon Bowl uh, in Jacksonville on the eighth of December. So we're sending minis. We prizes. are, which is brilliant. Which is brilliant. Um, the, the Jason York, the guy who's dealing with it, who's running it, is um, has been kind enough to to mention us a couple of times. But we are going to be sending very shortly. A couple of bow and pod minis to, to give away as prizes. Yep, we'll get them in the post this week. So if you're in the area, you've got nothing to do that weekend, go. Go. Go Blood Bowl. Dungeon Bowl. Dungeon Bowl. Go, go Dungeon, Dungeon Bowl. Go Dungeon Bowl. That's right. Yeah. So there's a couple of, um, it's not tournaments anymore. It's just a, a couple of shout outs. I was approached by um, a user on Reddit, uh, Full Metal Cos. Um, he runs the Reddit Online League. So they play PC on Blood Bowl too. Oh, brilliant. Um, so he's looking for more players. They've got a really good foundation. They're in their 10th season now. Oh, that's cool. Um, so if you're online, head them up. They're Rebel Alliance. Rebel is R-E-B-B-L, um, as is expected, <laughs> obviously, with yeah, Blood Bowl. Yeah. But they are looking for, for more players. Likewise, he also has a podcast, which is all about their online league. That's quite cool. So they've got 60-odd episodes, I think, at the moment. But I've had a quick listen to one of them really really easy listening so yeah if you're interested on the the online stuff head over so uh, a few tips. what's the podcast called again podcast is called rebel alliance and that's r-e-b-b-l yes amazing yep so um if you in fact we'll put a link up yeah so people can head over to it we'll all the and show notes. yeah everybody knows everything mm-hmm. and then there's a shout out that i mentioned at the beginning so um oh, again this is via reddit a guy with a username bertie something or other i couldn't say the rest of it so I'm just going to call you Bertie he hosts a blood bowl club in a classroom at school every lunchtime um, and they actually have their own team called the cats bowl team amazing um, they are going to a tournament very shortly the Albion Coast Sevens tournament so good luck effectively yeah have fun cause some casualties and kill some people <laughs> um, you better be playing with stunty teams I, I, I hope so I hope so I want to see an ogre in that lot it's going to turn out they're all playing with elves yeah the best of luck hope everything goes alright no, I hope it's fun uh, but that's it Okay, so hobbies, games, bits and bobs. What have you been up to, Rich? Lots. Lots and lots like jelly tarts. Um, <laughs> I've been planning my forest goblin team and have decided that at the end of this month I'm going to be buying an arachnorock spider just for the forest goblin crew. Fortunately, the goblin uh, crew comes with a giant spider as well. That's kind of the I'm sure you can find something to do. I will definitely find something to do with. Um, so I will be doing that. There's not been a huge amount of done painting-wise, unfortunately, but lots of games. 
Lots of games. Lots of games. So I've now had, since we last recorded, two more Wobble games. So the regular season. Regular season games. I've done a teaching game as of um, last night, in fact. Absolutely brilliant. Last night. Um, I've, done, I've played a game against Randall in the Hero League, so we're now at game three in the Hero League. Absolutely awesome. Loads of Blood Bowl 2 on PlayStation. Yeah. And I went to a place called Entoyment in Pool. Now this I want to hear about. This is, yeah. Yes. So I've not been there. No, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's like it's like Aladdin's cave. It's just beautiful. So we got messaged by a, a guy called Joe three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Something like that, yeah. Saying, um, would we cover their league, basically? See if we could drop a bit of business and just say, this is who they are and this is what's going on in the league at that time. And we said, yeah, and... We wanted to, to go down there and, and be able to partake. Um, so I went last Thursday, I think it was. So where was this? this is Entoyment. Entoyment in Poole. Um, on a little industrial estate just off the main road. But it's brilliant. So there's a, a shop down below. doesn't just do games workshop stuff. does all different miniatures. Really well lit. You can get paninis down there. Oh, brilliant. Little cakes, um, drinks. So basics. Think cafe type of thing. So not really sort of sit-down meals. Yeah, if you want a quick bite of wheat, you can pick it up there. They'll microwave it and, and take it up to you, or you can take it up. Now, the upstairs has about 20, 25 tables. It is huge up there, absolutely huge. When I played, the league that they got is consequently also called Wobble. Is it really? WBBL, Wessex Blood Bowl League. Ah, uh, well, fair enough. I'm playing for Wobble and Wobble at the moment. But there were around 20, 30, by the time I left, possibly 30 players. Oh, that's amazing. And... There was not one salty player. There was no animosity. There was no narcissist, no huffs, no size. It was just good-natured for the entire time I was there. So when do these guys play? They play, at the moment, once a month on a Thursday. Oh, but they'll meet up in a month around it. Yeah. And I think you can hire a table down there for a fiver. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, they've got a ready-made Blood Bowl picture, which I was allowed to play on. Uh, as the new guy. As the new guy, they were, they, were, they were wooing me and wooed me well, but really smart. Um, the guy I played against Matt, it was a friendly match uh, before the, the actual sort of league itself, and he was a great opponent. It was it was tough. I was playing an undead team, or was it Necromantic? Werewolves, Necromantic. He was playing, right. That's so cool. I was playing against Necromantic team, and he was a couple of guys down from injuries in the previous match, so he was using it as a get my team back together. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, 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 I almost killed his ghoul, minus one strength, his one remaining ghoul that he's had to replace. Oh, right. So did you play with the rooks, the human team? I did play with the rooks. So the way their league works, you've got 1.1 million That's cool. to start off with, to, to build your team, and then they give you three free skill-ups. So you choose three players, you roll 2d6, and whatever you roll, you choose, and you, they're attributed to your player from the start of the league. I rolled fairly well. <laughs> I got More strength ups? One strength up on a blitzer. Uh, not on the ogre then? Not on the ogre. He only got break tackle. Um, but I gave the other blitzer that I rolled on agility. So I rolled an 11 and then a 12. Oh, wow. So you got a strength 4 and an edge 4. And an edge 4 blitzer. So really well. Um, I ended up winning the game 2-0. To be fair, the, the dice rolls from that were just awful. Anything that, that could go wrong. Like the pushes. The number of pushes that man had. And he couldn't break my armour at all. It's just, just a, a bad day's rolling for him, and mine were good. So came out of it with a 2-0 win. No league points, unfortunately. 
Um, but yeah, it was a nice little setup. I got to chat to Joe a little bit more. The guy who actually contacted us. Couldn't um, couldn't recommend them enough. They do a stunty league as well. Oh, um, they're about yeah, to do a BB Sevens tournament. Um, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It's just they, they've got a great little setup down there. Oh. It cost me two pound fifty. Well, that's to actually play down there, and that's literally covering the cost of the table. Well, we'll have to um, try and get down there as often as possible. I agree. It sounds like a great little community. Entoyment do discount as well, uh, so ten to fifteen percent on stuff. Oh, brilliant! Mm. So, right, nice well, discount. There we, go. we found our friendly local game store. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, yeah, really, really chuffed with them, and yeah, I've had a, a good couple of weeks blood bowling. That's awesome. Now, I know you played the game with Ben, one of the new players there locally, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. We will. I got my first wobble game in for the season. Um, I've been away, I went on holiday for a week, so, uh, you know, got in the way of everything. So. Heathen. Yeah, I know, it's disgraceful. But I had an absolutely brilliant game with Ian. Ran my Skaven, he ran his Goblins. We live-streamed it, just to you give did. it a go, to see if we could do it, because a few of our players couldn't make it to club this week. Just want to do a little <laughs> shout-out to, to one of our regulars, Simon. Um, Salty Simon, who managed to get himself engaged in the last couple of weeks. So, whoop, whoop. congratulations, mate. I'm very pleased for you, we're all very pleased for you. And it's all downhill from here. Yeah, and uh, it might uh, be nice if you turned up every now and again. <laughs> just, just once. <laughs> I know you were on the stream last night, but yeah. just once. So, played my game against Ian, um, it was absolutely carnage. Ran his goblins and took Fungus the Loon as well. So I had two wall and chains and two bribes and just just destroyed half of my team. However, I did manage to pull away with a 4-1 win. That's impressive. Yeah, and I've only lost a blitzer and alignment. So oh, that's not bad. My gutters, so, my edge five gutters are still all right. That's that's frustrating. Yeah, in fact, one of them leveled up now. He's got uh, now he's got edge five leap wrestle and jump up and another skill. So was he level five, level six? Yeah, he's 180k now. Wow. Yeah, I think maybe even more. He's yeah. almost as important as one of my blitzers. Uh, yeah, if I get him strength up, that'd be amazing. <laughs> you know, that'd be terrifying. So yeah, um, I still need to finish off my dark elves because that's the other team I want to run. Mm-hmm. But no, really good, really good. Yeah. I haven't really been doing any hobby other than that. But you went on holiday. I did. It's understandable. And it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and I read lots of books and it was very geeky and I got sunburned slightly, so that was nice. Okay, so our first main topic of the episode is going to be a, a, a primer on teaching new players. Yeah. So, Rich, you've now been playing Blood Bowl for over a year. I have. Around about that time. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, which means you've played about 4,000 games of Blood Bowl now. Definitely feels like that. And won some, too. <laughs> Only a couple. <laughs> Actually, you're doing well. You're in the top of division in one of the... In Wobble. Yeah, top of your division with your, with your Rooks, which is impressive. <laughs> well, it is. Because, you know, you're a Bob Lewis and the Lizardmen, oh, who were in the final. I don't want to play him. You're going to have to to get I'm the tiebreakers. So, when it comes to teaching new players, there's a load of different choices you can make. But, we've got some recent experience on this. We have. So, tell us a little bit about how your game went with Ben and what you did. So, when Ben first said that he was interested, he was interested in Goblins. Brilliant. Now, great team, great fun. However, they're not necessarily the easiest to teach a person. The thing about Ben, he's a new chap um, to the group. Yeah, he's been. This is the third time he's come to see us, and he is already a wargamer. Yes, he is. So I think this is quite important when teaching people Blood Bowl. There are three different types of people that get into it: the gamers from video games, yep, board gamers yep. who get it from that angle, and wargamers who come in it from that angle. Yep. Now, Ben's a wargamer, which wargamer. I think probably makes it easier to train him up. Yes, he understood. If I didn't necessarily explain something particularly well. He still grasped what I was trying to get at. Yeah, because he understood, he understood the, the, the way that these types of games work. Yeah. Um, so it was easier in that regard. So I played my humans, vanilla humans, 
no inducements, nothing like that. We kept it. <laughs> no strength four blitzers. No strength four blitzers. Break tackle ogres or anything oh, like that. Shame. Oh, yeah, it would have been hilarious. It it was bad enough on injuries as it was. <laughs> it would have it would have been pretty at all. And we just stuck with the basics. So I I treated it like it was a league game. Okay, that's cool. So he would like to be a part of the league, even if it's just to try and upset someone. Well, effectively, Goblins is a great team to you know chuck into a league and not worry too much about the outcome. Yeah, you're not looking to win it. No, you're just looking so, for fun. Yeah. So we went through the, the the kickoff tables. We went through the weathers. We went through the fans. All of that type of thing. He'd already built his team beforehand with a little bit of assistance from Ian, I think. That makes sense. Who's got a Goblin team already? He's a big Goblin player. And then we did the setup. So we did the. Did the roll-offs and I explained to the three people on the front line, yeah. two on the wide outs and then anybody else you can have basically in the middle, up and down. And we went through obviously just the, the sequence of events and I started easy, made them aware of the, the best sequence of events, move people. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything obviously to yeah. do so. Two die uphill blocks, one die blocks, stay away from two die blocks, uphill blocks. Yeah. Um, and just actually be sensible what you're doing, think it through. So, from playing through that, which I take it was his first sort of proper bit of football, yep. was there anything that you were hesitant to talk to him through, or anything that was kind of like, that took a bit of extra effort to get him to understand? The tackle zones. Tackle zones? Tackle zones. Okay. So, understanding what was a tackle zone, yep. and how people within that tackle zone affected whatever it was you were doing, whether it was dodging, blocking, blitzing. It's a lot easier in the diagram than it is on the pitch. Isn't it's it? so much easier on the diagram than it is on the pitch. So, I'm assuming that he also found... Um, assisting blocks tricky as well he picked it up quick that's great we kept it I, I initially kept it so there weren't there wasn't a scrum yep. so you don't have 12 people in the middle trying to work out who's assisting who and who can do what so it was only ever two at a time yeah brilliant apart from when I was going for his fanatic <laughs> that ball and chain well, terrifying that ball and they chain they don't care much for tackles they don't so but then that was a good example yeah because I was able to, to crowd round and say look I couldn't put this guy here because of the fact he'd be taken up by him, and so I would lose that plus one strength in particular for that block. But again, he picked up really quick. That's pretty Once I, I got over my, my inability to explain that particular rule, yeah. <laughs> he picked it up anyway and was away with it. All in all, it was, it was fairly straightforward. Dodging was a bit more complicated, not complicated, difficult to, to explain with regards to multiple tackle zones and who's going into what. However, he's stunty. <laughs> three plus for every so win. it doesn't matter anyway so it doesn't matter anyways but so it's something down the line yeah um, but all in all we picked it up pretty quick we it took us a, a couple of hours to play a, a first a single half that makes sense when you're going from nothing to you know to full blood bowl yeah but then we went through everything so these, these goblins we literally went through everything the ball never went off the pitch okay that's but we used the that's a small rule anyway I think it'd be fine with yeah, that the throwing template was used anyway Brilliant. to be able to move the fanatic the blocks were used, armours in injuries, injury results, the throwing. So, um, so even did a throw teammate. I was going to say, so if he was using goblins, was he using special weapons as well? Yep. So he had a chainsaw. Okay. He had a bomber and a ball okay. and chain. So bomber's probably a really good one to introduce the throwing rules and what can go wrong. Not for them. Oh really, what happened? Turn one, he decided to use him, rolled a one, already used a reroll. Blew himself up, injured him. Okay. Well, now I'm pretty <laughs> sure he understands how the fumble rule works. It, yeah, passing. completely. He understands yeah. it. And to be fair, he laughed and yeah. laughed and laughed. And that's the beauty of goblins and stunty teams in general. Yeah. Okay, so how did you get into Blood Bowl? Did you start playing the game first on, on the PS4? No. I, believe it or not, I bought the game. Yeah. Seeing it as a violent American football. Yeah. And then found out it was turn-based. 
I'd never played it. Fair enough. Yeah. Because it just I I'm a madam guy. Yeah. FIFA guy. All happens at the same time. Get on with it. I'm not big on the, the turn-based Final Fantasy games. I can't play. I don't get that. You don't wait for someone to punch you in the face. So, so you knew about it. You I knew about it. Bumped into Ian. Bumped into Ian. And, and he taught me. Okay, so we, so you learned tabletop. I did learn tabletop. But did you start playing the game on the on the computer at the same time you started learning tabletop? About a month after. Okay, cool. I then started playing it on the. Did you find that it helped your learning? Yes, particularly on Blood Bowl t- on the on the video game. Yeah. The campaign goes through how to play it step by step. The first thing it teaches you to do is score a touchdown. Yeah. So you pick up a ball. And you run it in. And you run it in. That's basically it. If you're blocking someone, they don't. There's no. The, the only factor they give you is the movement. Okay. No strength, no agility, no armor. Every so every block you do, it's basic to start with. That's it. Every block you do, you knock them over. Every yeah. block they do to you, they knock you over. If you pass it, it's accurate. If you catch it, it's caught. If you dodge, it's always oh, successful. So it just teaches you that first bit. So and then it moves on to the next the bit. basics. It teaches you what happens, and then it shows you how. Yes. Okay, and then it moves on to the next bit. Teach you caging, crowd surfing, fouling. When it goes through all of it, by the time that you finish the campaign, yeah, you know how to play. You know how to play. See, that is a really clever way around it. So while I was on holiday, uh, my girlfriend, bless her, was really sweet, and you know, several times was like, "Oh, it's a shame you didn't bring your bluff ball. You could have taught me." And I just, I just assumed she was being incredible. Um, and then we got to the airport, and she genuinely wanted to learn how to play bubble. So I downloaded the app. And it's a great app on the iPad. I think it was about five pounds, but it is it is literally the Blood Bowl computer game on the iPad. That's brilliant. You got to buy extra teams for three pound a pop, uh, but I wasn't too fussed because they had orcs and humans. Blood Bowl won, so it took a while for me to build teams to export so I could play an exhibition match. Mm-hmm. But when I was planning about teaching, I kept the teams very low on skills. Yeah. So I just had a couple of blitzers on each side, a catcher and a thrower, and the rest were linemen. I figured the less skills were involved at the beginning, the easier it would be. Yep. Now, my girlfriend's wonderful and she plays board games, so she, she, gets, she gets it. Yeah. But I just thought for that first starter game, actually having the same players with not a lot of skills, probably a really good, good way of doing yeah, it. Definitely. Now, it was the airport, so we didn't really have a great shot at it. You know, I'll, I'll carry on. And I'll probably do tabletop with her. But the fact there was a tutorial on there was really useful. Yeah, you, it stops you from having to think. Yeah, it's kind of like, here you go, play the tutorial. You get the basics of Blood Bowl. But, uh, say there was a new player at the cl- at a club, I would probably play the first turn or so, very similar to what you said about the, the game. Like, right, we're just going to do movement, we're not going to worry about tackle zones, and this is how you block. And then this is how guys support. And yeah. then this is what happens when you try and dodge from a guy, and just build it up bit by bit. That's what I did with Randall. This is yeah. This is so how I want to talk the, to you. The way I did it was obviously I, I treated Ben definitely differently to Randall. Yeah, like he's I had a older longer and he's period. got the gaming experience. Randall does. You're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ben. Um, but no, he's Randall got interested when I was playing the the video game. Brilliant. Because I'd play at home and he'd be like, "What's going on?" And so he'd understand. By the time we got to tabletop, yeah, he understood that there was blocking and blitzing and fouling and throwing and touchdowns. So he he knew the terms. Yeah. But how they actually worked. He didn't understand because it was it's automatic. Yeah. It tells you what your odds are and what what you're always going to be able to do or not do. Yeah, transitioning from something where it tells you everything to finding out yourself. Yes. Yeah. Very so different. From there, it was a case of this is the movement. Yeah. This is what you want to do first. This guy's got six movement, so he can only move six. We're not talking go for it. There's six. This guy, if you want to block him, you've got to be right alongside him, hit him. 
Yeah. And then again, you're, you're talking the same. It's one dice. It doesn't matter if it's a black ball versus a catcher. That's it. You one can dice. Just, just, mess around just with this. show what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So and it was very gradual, very gradual. And we started on one half of the pitch, Ooh. and then moved up to two halves of the pitch. Um, he was annoyed. He wants the whole thing. I was like, we're not ready for this yet. Let's just, we'll work with three. Do the training. We've got three each. Yeah, yeah. Wax training. on, wax on, wax off. Yeah. Um, he picked it up quickly. He's a bright kid, which um, I'm grateful for. Uh, but I'm going to be doing a, a similar thing with Mason. Absolutely brilliant. Let me get his, uh, get his Skaven team up and running. Team running. So this is one of the points I did write down to talk to you about is if you had access to a Blood Bowl 7's pitch, do you think it would be better to start somebody off with like, seven players on a smaller pitch to limit the overwhelming amount of things that are going on. Yes, because that's what I'm thinking about when I when I go back and carry on, you know, my girlfriend's training, the blood ball. <laughs> <laughs> is um actually I'll get the blood ball sevens bitch out, seven linemen, or you know six linemen and a blocker and a blocker. Yeah. Just build it up from from the scraps. Like I that. agree. It's not so far. You've still got the same principles in place anyway. Yeah. You, you're always trying to create your own blitz ball. Well, the kind of is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it is that, but there isn't, you can't take rerolls, really, because of the cost of them. So and that's, again, another beauty of sevens. So it is just a case of this yeah. is what happens, this isn't what happens. But yeah, I agree. I think it's a better way of doing it. You're breaking it down. Like, you're doing it, and you're playing it, and everything's there. Yeah. You're like, right, guess what? There's actually meant to be 11 players. The pitch is bigger. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, for basic teams, do you think running with the same team is advantageous to a new player? Yes. So humans versus humans. Or to chuck in the differences. I think it's better to do. What? Because I went for humans versus humans. Because orcs, even the orc linemen, they play differently to the humans. They do. So I went with humans versus humans because I just thought you know, actually you know, keep everything the same. It limits the variance. But if you chuck a couple of different player types on each side that have the variance, so you know, like I said, with a, with a with a catcher who's you know weaker, with a blocker who has block. Um, it does get that variance in. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I think I would. In fact, I think with Rando, I did do humans, and I ran orcs as humans, Yeah, if I remember rightly. Kind of just like that one block, one die block, it keeps everything the same so that people can start. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's better to keep it as the same team. At the end of the day, it's, it, it, again, on the, the tutorial, the very first one is a human team versus a human team. Yeah. So, all right, they're not including the other stats, but it is equal. Straight down the middle, this is what you do. And, and what it you helps, don't do. helps to understand. Once they get to grips with what the players do and how they work, you introduce the variances. Plus, when you're teaching people, you'll start to understand what it is they want to do. Yeah. Are they keep trying to just beat some bells out of that guy? Yeah, or are they looking to try and dodge out and, yeah. and move? Give them catches. That's it. And then yeah. you're looking at it and going, going, okay. And then if they want to try a different team, you, you like the passing game more and running away. Being those horrible little elves. <laughs> you like beating people up. Don't you dare pick up the dwarfs. Go for the orcs. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And, and things like that. But it is that side of things. And yeah, I think that's a better way of doing it. Take it slow. And like I said, all right, I was teaching a child. I used half a bit because it was just cutting it down. Nice and quick and easy. And oh, I think, like you said, that that's the beauty of the Blitzball game they brought out. Is that it's just a small pitch and it is all just about mechanics as opposed to game, because you score victory points in it. You score touchdowns, but you score victory points by doing other okay. things, kind of like Shades by. Okay, yeah. But it's all about the basic mechanics. So I think, when I tr- when I go for another teaching game with anybody, I think a Blood Bowl 7's pitch is a pretty good way mm, of doing it. Yeah. Smaller pitch, easier touchdowns, get to grips with it. Okay, now we'll run with a regular pitch. Now we're we'll on with two different teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah just build it up that way. Plus, 
is more plumbable. More blood bowl is more better. <laughs> right, that's uh, that's all I had to say about teaching new players. If you guys out there have got any really good advice for introducing players to blood bowl, let us know. If it's wonderfully sage advice, we'll pop it back out there because actually it is the most important thing is getting people interested and getting the play. Okay, so. The next thing we're going to talk about is a homebrew team that I've put together based on some of the conversations we had before about mixed teams. It started because I was looking at mixed teams and we talked about alignment and building teams that kind of match in that thing, which all ties into the old school way of rolling Dungeon Bowl, where they had mixed teams all over the place and it was really interesting. So you had you know elves and humans or halflings, Norse and all kinds of things. It was just interesting. And it got me thinking about the fact that there are a ton of chaotic and bad teams, and there's only a few good teams. Yeah, I agree with that. Chaos Pact has got a load of players in it. Mm-hmm. There's no order version. No, there, there isn't. No, there's no good guy version. So we looked at some of the lineman choices, and I put together what is essentially the, the good guy equivalent of Chaos Pact. Okay. Okay. So I've popped this across to you. So the basic lineman is the human lineman. Yeah. So normal stats. Then I've put in there naught to two dwarf blockers, so they're straight from the you know the dwarf team. Yep. Naught to two elf linemen. Okay. Naught to two halflings. Yes. Because everybody loves the idea of running halflings with humans. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. One tremor and one ogre. Rerolls of seventy k. Chaos Pact has the same. The dwarves and the elves have animosity. Halflings don't. Humans don't. The big guys don't either. But those two have the animosity, which means that when they work with other guys, they become difficult. Yep. I think any more dwarfs, and you get a bit of a tough line. So. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a great idea to have um, that extra bulk on the line. I'd, I'd lie like that. That makes sense. Limiting it to two. Where you look at Chaos Pact, there's like, what, four or five different lineman choices? Yes, there's the the, the, reneg- the humans, the renegades, yep. which is the, the 0 to 16. Yep, so they're your linemen. You get an orc. Yeah, but you only get a choice of one. One. There's the elf. Yeah. There's the skaven. Yeah. There's the goblin. There's the goblin. And then you've got three big guys. Then you've got three big guys. Yeah. So where there's actually not that many different types of linemen, yep. and there's less big guys, that's why I thought, you know, what, not two of each of them, and then you can build your interesting team. Okay. It'd still be expensive, and the animosity would make it tricky, so you'd still have the same issue you have with the chaos pact with your elf linemen, mm-hmm. and with your dwarfs. But I think you could build a pretty decent front line with that. You still have third team mate. Yes, which I think is missing from humans in particular. I agree completely. Now, one of the, the two things I noticed from my point of view on this. Yeah. I would almost want to go not to two on ogres. Because then you still get the opportunity of having three big guys, same as Chaos. Yeah, actually, that's a really good shout. I think not to two treatments would end up being too limiting, too debilitating for this team, because if we both get it, there isn't enough movement to, to make up for it. Now, they suit halflings because they are essentially catapults, aren't they? Yes. They gum up the main line and then chuck guys over the top. Yep. With the, if you're only going to run naught to 2 halflings, essentially that's your goblin option for a chaos team yes. or for an orc team, isn't it? Okay, actually, I've got, you know, for, for 30,000, I've got the opportunity of a throw teammate score, mm-hmm. which is cool. So, yeah, two ogres could be great. It's just a shame there's not a third type of big guy. I, you almost want to... And I, I'm sat here racking my brain trying to think of something. 
There really isn't anything else. The closest thing you've got are Lizardmen. I thought that, the Crocs. But I just don't think they would fit in with the team in the same way that Chaos Pack doesn't have undead players. Yeah, they're order, but they're not, are they? They just hate Chaos. Yeah, they, they're kind of... They do their own thing. Mm. Um, no, yeah, I, I agree. I just think that... Yeah, I reckon if it's a, if you get the option of two Ogres, then you kind of give that option up without without ruining a balance. And you know what? They are still really expensive. Oh, yeah. You're not getting away from that, are you? Okay, so one thing I wanted to do is make sure that this kind of fit in the same problematic place as Chaos Pact. Mm-hmm. So talk me through some of the points of running a successful Chaos team, Chaos Pact, some of the problems you've come up against. Trolls. <laughs> um, the the main issues I found running the three big guys is difficult because almost every game you're going to get a time when all three of them fail <laughs> and you're then left with two guys without a tackle zone and one is just stood there doing nothing and 99 times out of 100 you probably used him to blitz the Minotaur sorry I'm thinking of the Minotaur yeah no so it works you, really well with the Minotaur you tend to want to blitz with him so you look at it going ah I'm going to blitz with him and then he fails, so you've lost your blitz action. The humans are good for churning stuff up. The Skaven, I found, I didn't really use. He, I think he scored one touchdown, but that's it. He just ended up being a, a filler for me in the end. The Goblin did well for me. I, but then I used throw teammate. I used throw teammate with the Ogre. I never did throw teammate with the Troll. Well, you hate Trolls. I hate Trolls. But there's also that added extra. With an Ogre, you roll Bonehead and drop him. With a troll, you're already stupid, and then you've got to see whether he's going to eat him. That's really fair. Well, yeah, that's a fair point. So it's it, there's no point in having that extra um, danger if you don't need to have it. Who else? The orc was brilliant. Having him sat on that front line was just great to be able to to have him soak up some damage. Uh, who's the other one? Dark Elf. Dark Elf I used quite well. I tried to use him as a thrower. Yeah, you've gone quite well with your Dark Elf. Yes. The Edge 4 is, is helpful, but he's also one of the ones that's targeted first. I found it difficult to be as punchy as I wanted to be with them. They've got the potential to be punchy. Humans can be, after you level them up a little bit. Now, is that the case of, um, similar to the Chaos team, that actually it takes a couple of skill-ups to get there first? No, they're just not as capable of doing it. Is it because they then start with hardly any skills? That's it. Okay. They've only got so. their, their basics. With um, It's not even like they've got the extra strength. Your big guys are the strength. So, when it comes to this team... The only one that has skills is the dwarf linemen, the dwarf blockers that come with all the skills in the world. Yeah. I still think that's not too overpowered. So I've just done a list for this team, and what you would start off with would be two ogres, yep. a tree man, yep. a halfling, yep. two elves, two dwarves, and three human linemen. Okay. And three rerolls. That's not bad. For 970. That's pretty good. How many rerolls were you starting with in Chaos Pat? I think it was three. I think it's three. Yeah, I think you've got to start with three. I think it was three. Because I ran all of them plus the minimum of linemen, which was possibly two or three, actually. Yeah. So you've, time I did everything yeah, else. you've got your three rerolls. You've got a pretty capable team, but there's just no skills. No, other than, yeah, there's, it's no different to, to what you're running otherwise, is it? I mean, because you've still got Dodge, Stunty, with the Goblin. Yeah, and you've got well, Edge 4 on the uh-huh. Elf. On this. The Edge 4 on the Elf. Now, having two Dwarves and having two Elves might make it a little bit more powerful, but you don't have the bear, you don't have the variety of linemen. No, but again, the Dwarves aren't going to really travel anywhere. 
they're going nowhere. And the linemen have got armor seven. Uh, sorry, the elves have got armor seven, so they're fragile. You're not going to be sticking them in. They're pro elf linemen. They are. They're not good. You got one to be a thrower and one to be a catcher. I would almost argue that the rerolls are ten k too much. Really? Well, the if you look at the chaos teams, yeah, they're sixties and seventy thousands. Yeah. For rerolls, order. If I remember, order. <laughs> <laughs> These that types of teams, humans that, and that type of thing, yeah. tend to be 50s and 60s. Dwarves are 50, elves are 50, humans, humans are 50. 50. Yeah. Halflings are 50. So yeah. even if you're allowing for the animosity and putting an extra 10k on top or the, the luxury of being able to mix and match. So if we did that... You'd have enough money for an apothecary. Apothecary, yes, yeah, so you'd have 11 players in an apothecary or you could build an extra human lineman to 12 players. Yeah. It's just a shame there's not more big guys. And that's it, because what I think the big difference between this and the Chaos team is the fact that the the Chaos team with their three, Trolls 140, Minotaurs 150, Ogres 110. Yeah. And so you're already... You're already cheaper. 60K. There you go, there's yeah. your difference. So you're already there. You almost want you almost want a Crocs to you, be in there to cause problems. You do kind of want something else in there to be interesting. Because it feels a bit vanilla. I like the Chaos Pack because you've got a whole bunch of individual tricky things. Yeah. But if you had individual ones of these, it would just be a dwarf, an elf, a halfling, and some humans. You basically created Lord of the Rings. It is kind of like that. You could take nine guys. Uh, there's not really an ogre, but you know we've got two in there. there is a, well, we'll uh, ignore that. Yeah. Ignore the ogre. <laughs> he's, he's on the, um, the expansion that didn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> they, never, they never got that far. They, they went left instead. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I just think it would be cool to see an opposite side, and then you could just run some really interesting, flavorful, like the good guys versus the bad guys. Now, what I didn't do was put Norse or Amazons in there. You didn't. Ah, oh, there's your big guy. The Yeti. Norse, the Yeti. Perfect. That's, That's your big perfect. guy. So, should we take the dwarf blocker down to one, the elf lineman down to one, chuck in an Amazon, chuck in a Norse player, and a Yeti? Yes. The halfling should probably go down to naught to one. Because, yeah, got, because then you've got the same well. alignment. That's cool. That could be really interesting. Yeah. Fantastic. Right, I'm going to get that team typed up. And I'll pop it on the Facebook page later this week. And we'll see You know, see if we get any feedback about it. Um, and I'd like to trick someone at Wobble into playing a game. Yeah, trick me, I'm done. Brilliant. I think it'd be great fun. I'll, I'll, I'll run the Renegades. Yeah, see? We'll play against it. That's Good versus it. evil. I'll bring my lightsaber. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I know, that's why it's funny. <laughs> you bring it, you on. Yeah, an elf with a light. You leave it at the door. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I'm off for that. Lovely. So I'll post that. Guys, have a look, have a think, come up with suggestions. But yeah, I think Yeti pulls it off. Yeah. Okay, star player time. So who are we going to be talking about today? Um, Thark. Hathark is the guy. Hathark the... Unstoppable. Unstoppable. That's the one. Uh, basically, I, I put a call out. Me and Randall obviously do the Hero League. Yeah. We've never done inducements before. It's just not something we've come across. Um, but I'm starting to, to pull away <laughs> in the um in the TV. So he's going to be getting inducements soon. So I thought I'd put a call out to, to see Facebook. Who, see who say, the best Chaos Dwarf star player is. That's it. And it came back with Hathark the Unstoppable. A ball centaur. Okay, let's have the lowdown then. So he is 330k, move 6, strength 5, edge 2, AV 9. Uh-huh. Wow. 
Loner, Block, Break Tackle, Juggernaut, Sprint, Sure Feet and Thick Skull. So what does a normal Bull Centaur have? Six, four, two, nine. Okay, so he's stronger. He's stronger by one, which um, is, is huge. Do they come um, with... They come with, uh, they come with Sprint, Sure Feet and Thick Skull. Okay, so he's got Block, Break Tackle and Juggernaut. Yep. He's um he's beastly, isn't he? That guy is huge, yeah. He is absolutely beastly. So he's got potential movement of nine. Four plus pickup on a ball, fifty fifty. To be able to march it down if necessary. You you say potential movement nine, but with short feet, it's basically movement nine. Basic movement. Yeah. Block is obviously handy, whoever you take it on. Break tackle, particularly with this guy, shows that he's probably a ball runner anyway. Absolutely. Adge, so edge five on his Honest dodge roll. Only the once though. Yeah, but that's all it needs. It gets him out where he needs to go. Then again, he can still blitz. He, he can still blitz. And you've got Juggernaut as well. So he can still blitz with strength five. And if he doesn't want to take both down, he can push somebody out of the way. Yep. Because of Juggernaut. Yes, because of Juggernaut. And if that doesn't work, he can then break tackle. So he's just kind of unstoppable. He's a force of nature. 330k, he's quite expensive, but he's a game changer. I think so. Um, three hundred thirty is huge. I mean, I know you say that your team's pulling away from um, from Randall's, but I'm sure it's not pulling three hundred thirty away. Not yet. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, no, not yet. So I need to have a look, see what their Chaos Dwarf can actually get. Um, I know they can have Morgan Thor. <laughs> well, Morgan's pretty um, great. So with Thark, I think I think he falls into that classic star player trap of. He may soak up my SPPs. Yes, there is that. He's gonna smash people in the face. He's got the potential to score touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's a runner. He's a he's a classic blitzer, isn't he? He's gonna absolutely smash through stuff to get that touchdown in. Yeah. Movement yeah. nine is is massive. He's there to win a game for you. Yeah. Stuff the SPP. He's there to get three points at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, what's the average score with the Chaos Dwarf team? Two? Is it? Are they more of a two-one grind team? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. are very much a grind. The you're going to have six dwarves. Yeah. As many hobgoblins as you want. The dwarves have got six, uh, four movement. Hobgoblins have only got six. And then you've got a minotaur you can have and two bull centaurs. So your bull centaurs are your movement. Are they the if guys you get who normally score? Edge. No. Who normally scores? Is it hobgoblins? Hobgoblins normally score. So Randall tends to score with the hobgoblins. Um, so actually, wiry. if he was to rob your, your touchdown SPPs, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, not horrendous. No. You, you would be okay winning a game and meaning that one of your hobgoblins doesn't temporarily get better before he dies. This is it. They've only got arm seven. And you, your Chaos Dwarves are still doing the hurt, so they're still getting the casualties, um, as are, you know, his uh, his hero centaur. Yeah, his hero centaur. Who we gave block to and strength. He's basically created this guy. Yeah. Because he's just given him break tackle as well. So he's so already on his way to, to creating this so guy without knowing it. What's his, uh, what's his player called? Wargrack Rabbit Tooth. Amazing. So he could he is one step closer to being Wargrack the Unstoppable. Wargrack the Unstoppable. See that quite is, easily. That is awesome. So Chaos Dwarfs, the other options he's got is Noble Black Warp, so that's the chainsaw guy. Yep. Grashnak Black Hoof, he's three hundred and ten. Yep. So Hathark is three thirty and Morg is four thirty. He's got Zarg, Mad Eye, and Rashnak Backstabber. So Zarg and Rashnak. Zarg's the cannon guy, isn't he? Yeah. Hail Mary pass, pass, secret weapon, strong arm, short hands, tackle. So 90k for a thrower. Strength 4, edge 3 thrower. And mm. Rashnak backstabber is a... He's an assassin um, hobgoblin. 
I like the sound of the dead eye. Yeah, it could be interesting. I think you were saying that just because you don't want your, your dad to use the chainsaw. Well, there is a part of me that doesn't want that. <laughs> he's got hundred at the next game. He's got one hundred and thirty k in inducements. There you go. Knob of backwater is one hundred and thirty k. Got to use him then, really. I think if you don't let him use him, I might have to make a phone call. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, I will. The thing is, with Randall, I let him make his own decisions. So I'll put up there. This is what you can get with your money. What do you want to do with it? And to be fair, I probably will lean in towards getting a, a chainsaw because it's fun, isn't it? Everyone loves a chainsaw. Okay, so I need to buy a chainsaw goblin for Randall. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be spending more on him on Blood Bowl than I, I am. Know, right? So cool. <laughs> Brilliant. So that is Thark the Unstoppable and some other Chaos Dwarf options. Beautiful. That's everything for this episode. Thanks very much for joining us. And remember, guys, two heads aren't always better than one. <laughs>